0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Grace Made Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Porter Brown. And this is my space where I share all of the personal stories. I mean, not all of them, but I share some of my personal stories and reflect on how God's grace has kept me through it all. If you want to learn more about me and the podcast, you can head over to stephanieporterbrown.com slash podcast for all the details. So, Today's episode is going to be fun because we are talking about that one time I almost got arrested. So stay with me. It is December 2017 and it's a dark and stormy night. (laughs) I'm kidding. I've just always wanted to say that, but it was a regular, degular, schmegular night in Virginia and I'm at a high school basketball game. So for those of you who don't know, I coached high school cheerleading for two years and collegiate cheerleading for one year. And so I just feel like for the story to really like kind of pop like it should, that this was my first year coaching. So everything is is new to me, right? Okay, so we're at a basketball game and this is the game before winter break. So I feel like... The girls were kind of over it. They're ready for a break. And so this game was like very boring. And I don't know if you've ever been to a basketball game where you just feel like it drags no matter like what happens. It's like the ref is calling all the fouls. Somebody gets hurt. You know, it's a, a whole like... It was just a lot going on. So the last two minutes of the game come around and it's starting to get intense. It's like the intensity came out of nowhere. It's like my team is down by like four points. And meanwhile, I feel like they was down by like 22 the whole game. So I don't even know how they got to this point, but whatever. So the teams are going back and forth. So we go up a basket and it's just going back and forth for like the last two minutes of the game. And the game is literally stopping like every three to four seconds. So the tension is building. And so as like the last 30 seconds roll around, I noticed the opposing team starting to get hype. Oh, let me just say that, It's an away game. So we're not at the school that I coach. So we're at an away game. So fans, like kids, these are are children here, high school teenagers, they start to get like hype and rowdy all up in the stands. Okay, they not near us. I'm gonna just peep it and keep it moving. So it comes down to like a free throw or something, little dude misses and, you know, our team loses the game. And so it was like, oh, you know, we lost the game. But then the girls was like, I mean, whew, at least we get to go on a break. So as my girls are packing up, minding their business, getting their things to get ready to leave, some chicks from the opposing team come over to our section and start throwing bottles and taunting us. I don't like that like okay you won you you don't gotta do the most so the next thing the fans rush our section and a pre-fight breaks out now if you're not familiar with the pre-fight it's like where when people get in your face it's a lot of talking smack we going back and forth but nobody really hits each other like it's just hype energy going back and forth like don't get in my face all that so it was like a pre-fight with like a group of students from the opposite team and they're literally like in our section so basically they have my cheerleaders like cornered and so i'm in the middle trying to break up a pre-fight y'all i'm five three and i don't i don't be here for a pre-fight a real fight a post fight i'm not here for none of this but as the coach i gotta make sure my girls are good so At this point, I'm pissed because I'm like, yo, I'm a whole adult. But if one of these kids hits me, they got to get molly Wob." Like I'm just saying and we can talk about it later. So no real fight happens. It's just a lot of rah-rah. So I'm holding a few of my girls back because they didn't got into like a little heated debate with some other chicks at this school. And I'm like, listen, like calm down on the cussing. Calm calm your attitudes down. We about to leave. Like these, these girls, no, it's not worth it. So as I'm calming down, like two of my cheerleaders, I look back and I see this lady who looks like somebody's aunt. Like she just looked like a lady fussing at my team. So we just gonna call her Brenda. So I see Brenda fussing at my team. I don't know who you are, Brenda. Don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Don't touch them. Like... No. So Brenda is like, y'all coming to our school and starting all of this mess and y'all need to get back to where you come from. Brenda is going in. So at this point, I'm like, hey, how are you? Please don't talk to them. Brenda then reveals that she's a cop and she's like, I'm well within my rights, blah, 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 blah. No, you're not, Brenda. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me see your badge. I need receipts. So Brenda is thumbing through her little purse and 15 seconds go by, 30 seconds go by. She don't have no no way to identify herself as a cop. Cool, you, you're just a regular human being, spectator to me, and therefore you're not finna talk to my girls. And so I don't have nothing more to say to Brenda. I'm trying to get my team straight. So now Brenda sitting over here looking dumb, but then she proceeds to go get a uniform cop. And asked them to arrest me for obstructing justice. Y'all, I don't even know what type of justice was going on for me to obstruct. So the new cop, we're gonna call her Rhonda. Rhonda comes over and she's like, Young lady, you need to leave the building. I don't wanna cuff you in front of your friends. Yo, Rhonda, I'm a grown. I'm not finna cuss cause I love the Lord. Woman, like you're not finna talk to me like this. And so this is the point where my whole team turns up. Like teenage girls, they like don't them don't put my hands on. They turn up. They're like, don't put your hands on my coach. da 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 Like, they start going ham. And I'm like, y'all, y'all got to relax. Like, these are still adults that you're talking to. They're like, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. They're not finna arrest you. I'm like, yeah, okay. But, like, we all got to chill because y'all are minors. And so, I'm like, all right. I'm actually the coach. I'm not a little kid. You need to relax. Like, I'm doing my job and trying to make sure my girls are safe. So she tells me that I need to leave the building immediately or I'm going to get cuffed on site. Okay, like at this point you're a joke because ma'am. Nothing is going on right now. So at this point, I start to ignore Rhonda and I'm just like calming down my team. And I'm like, y'all, nobody's going to jail. Nobody's getting suspended. Nobody's getting arrested. Like, let's put on our clothes and get on the bus. So it's December. It's Virginia. It's cold. And she's like, well, y'all need to leave now. Y'all need to just get y'all stuff and leave now. I'm like, no. First of all, I was raised right. We're not going outside without any coats, not any pants on in these little tail cheerleading uniforms. We're going to get our things and we're going to leave properly just you just not finna kick us out and so I'm like if you're not gonna walk us to the bus and do your job then we don't have any conversation and then so Rhonda she leaves the scene Brenda is still over there looking dumb but Rhonda leaves the scene and then goes to get like three more security guards and they're like trying to talk to me and somebody pulls out their handcuffs and like I think his word was disobedient i'm pretty sure he told me i was being disobedient and at that point i went off y'all like you're not about to tell no grown woman doing what she's supposed to be doing that she's disobedient like that is rude anyway long story short none of my girls got suspended for allegedly fighting i didn't get arrested and once again saved the day because brenda and Rhonda and a whole other cop gang tried it now <laughs> every time that like me and my old team kind of reminisced about that story like we, it was just full of laughter but in the moment we really thought some issues finna go down because the environment the scene the way the so-called security was treating us it just wasn't right and so this situation, it taught me a lot. And so (laughs) I'm gonna get into two things that almost being arrested taught me. So what did I learn? I learned that quality leadership matters. Now listen, I don't know if you have ever been a sports coach, being around high school teenage girls will humble you very quickly. And so When I accepted the role as the cheerleading coach for this for this team, I had about, I mean, 13, 14 years of cheerleading experience. Like I've cheered on every level that you could possibly cheer on. Rec League, um, All Star, high school. I even cheer for the church yeah we just gonna let that sit there and I cheered and in college I went to North Carolina A&T shout out to the Aggies out there and so I felt like I was equipped to lead this team I found out very quickly being a coach and being a cheerleader are two different things like the responsibility is is crazy when you become a coach but It humbled me very quickly and so in that humility I had to decide what type of coach I wanted to be. And I began to just think back of the coaches that I had and my very first coach was my Aunt Pam. Shout out to Aunt Pam. And she was loved by by most people. (laughs) She she made a few enemies. She ruffled a few feathers, but she did so in support and always wanting to do right by the girls that were on her team. So I always admired her for that. So I had to just decide, like, what what type of coach do you want to be? Like, what do you want your squad to say about you when you're no longer their coach? So I wanted to be fair. Which gets real tricky when you're dealing with like high school girls, and there's already this built-in hierarchy in in high school. So, I wanted to be fair. I also wanted to be known as a coach that was decisive. Like, no, nah, we're gonna make decisions. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be petty. We're not gonna fester on things that can be handled immediately. I also knew I wanted to be honest because listen, if if. <laughs> if you don't have nobody else in your life that's going to keep it real with you coach porter she was going to keep it real with you i'm not I'm, I'm not finna lie but in that honesty i also had to exercise some type of like tact i had to know who i could say it straight to and i had to know who else may need some like sugar coating I also realized that dealing with like high school students and, and and girls specifically is that I had to learn how to be empathetic. And growing up, I don't know where I got this from, but I was a very like black or white person. Like either I, I we was cool or we weren't. Either it was yes or it was no. It really wasn't any gray area with me, but that can come off very cold to some people, especially when... You say things very bluntly, like I tend to have, you know, I can do that sometimes. Like I have a tendency to just be very blunt and and nonchalant. And so when dealing with teenagers, I had to learn to kind of uncover this, this level of empathy within my heart and my mind with also being fair and making sure that we all are moving forward together as one unit. And then I I had to realize that I wanted to be a coach that was known to be loving, like (sighs) children come from different backgrounds and everyone is not raised equally. But when you begin to coach teenagers, everybody deserves the same amount of love and respect. Because at the end of the day, I had to realize that I'm an adult. And sometimes as much as I want to get on your level and be petty with you, that I cannot operate from that. And so in order to kind of rise above some of the issues that I, I dealt with on the team, I just had to like come from a place of love. And so I just understood that, that leadership matters because as I look back, I realized things didn't go left with this, this whole like fight situation because like the the kids knew my character. They knew I wasn't a fighter. They knew I wasn't the type of person to just start some mess. They knew I wasn't one to nuck and buck for no reason. And so, as things were happening, they were looking to me to be their example. They knew at the end of the day that I didn't want them physically fighting, like even if it was for me, even if they felt like they needed to like push and shove and disrespect an adult to make sure I wasn't arrested. Like I didn't want them doing that. Like come on now I, I can take care of myself and as I look for a mentor in my own life I really want to know about their character like are they honest trustworthy full of integrity you know can they be fair are they able to make hard decisions am I able to learn from watching how they live their life and so yeah I think leadership is is very important and I, and if i'm being honest it's easy for me to see someone thriving in business online and want what they have right i i see the income reports I, i'm like oh my gosh i want to make six figures in a month too like i want to be able to go on multiple vacations in a year and 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 do all of these cool things but social media is very good extremely good at just showing the highlight reel and and not any of the bloopers, so we don't see the flip side to the success that is shown on social media. And one thing that I know is that success does not equal sanctity or sincerity. So you just don't know what's behind someone's success. You don't know if their motives are pure. Yeah, so. You just never, you just never know. So one thing that I do know is that this summer I came across a really cool mentor. So shout out to Marlena Banks. Um, She is an author. She is a coach and she's just an all around dope woman. She wrote a devotional that's geared specifically to Christian creators and entrepreneurs called Big Food Idea, which is her brand. And I have loved every single word of it. And so just being able to be a part of her community and being able to have some one-on-one time over the summer has just really shaped me and just given me a better outlook on the things that I want to pursue. So I will link all of her information and a link to her book in the show notes because I do believe leadership can be done right. And so the second thing that I kind of not learned, but more so of like a takeaway is that you have to find something to stand for. As a leader, it's easy to say you have your people back until it hits the fan. Like what you going to do when it starts to jump? And I've seen so many leaders abandon their teams or place the blame on their on their teams when when things go left. I could have easily played by the rules, let this let this Brenda cop tell me that she was undercover. I could have just almost just given in to the threats that that the security was making but I think it was really important for the team to see me stand up for them and myself in the moment because it's not easy to advocate for yourself and sometimes you just have to break the rules and just stand up and believe in for what you think is right in the moment and you just gotta be about something I think Listen, right now, there's so many issues dividing us as people and as a country from systemic racism, politics, the gender pay gap, education, poverty, health care. It's easy to not care about something that doesn't directly benefit you. In that thinking, there's no progress. When you say, oh, I'm good over here. I got health care. I don't care about the people who don't have it. There's no progress we're not moving forward when we do not a global holistic view of the issues that are going on in the world around us so just be about something make a stand and I pray that you're on the right side of of things and making sure that humanity is taken care of I really love this quote from John Lewis that says when you see something that's not right not fair not just you have to speak up you have to say something you have to do something and that couldn't be a more fitting quote for the energy that's just going around right now if you see something say something and I think that's such a simple mantra to live by in life so one last thought I really enjoyed sharing this story with you guys because it just reminded me how much I loved being a cheerleading coach And I hope that I'm blessed with the opportunity to do so again because it was really fun. And I feel like consistently being around like younger girls, it taught me so much. It made me remember how I was in high school. I got to like give them the little gems that I've learned as a young adult. It was very relatable because we weren't that far in age where I still couldn't, you know, Get the things that they were going through. So, if there are any young people in your life who need a mentor, I really encourage you to reach out and offer your support, your love, and your advice because, trust me, they need it. From my experience, sometimes kids, teenagers, whatever you want to call them, they don't even know how to ask for for help or they don't even know how to ask someone to become a mentor so I think it's on us to lend a hand and reach back and to pour in our youth and so I just want to leave you with this scripture from Proverbs 27 that says as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend take this opportunity and be a friend to a younger person in your life As always, thank you so much for listening to the Gracemate podcast. I really, 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 really appreciate you for rocking with me. Again, if you want to learn more about me and the podcast, you can head over to stephanieporterbrown.com slash podcast for more information. As always, be blessed.